I completely randomly saw on Instagram that this guy was having an Instagram meetup. It was for people who liked taking photos and riding bikes, and those are two of my favorite things. It was on a 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I saw it, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this, but I thought about it a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I should just, I should just go. And because I went to that, it's funny that looking back on things, like just making a tiny decision, how much that can affect your whole path. And so here we had this dilemma, this, this fact, this fact. This fact. I spent almost a decade, decade researching decade. this subject. Every aspect of your metabolic health improves. From the Hint offices in San Francisco, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. You may have tried Hint Water before, but this is my podcast. Each week, we talk to some of the most creative entrepreneurs from world touring pop stars like Jay Sean to the people behind favorite Instagram accounts, including So Yummy, New York City, and even YouTubers like Sarah Dietschy. So the million dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. New York City-based lifestyle and portrait photographer Jeremy Cohn is here with me today to talk about the bravery and creativity, the challenges of being an entrepreneur, the importance of a routine, and how he started working with major brands like Beats by Dre, BMW, Everlane, Jameson, and the New York Knicks. You're going to love his story. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited today to welcome one of my favorite photographers, Jeremy Cohen. And uh, here we are talking about everything creative. We're so excited to have Jeremy. He's our, as we were just chatting about, he is our first photographer and really, really excited to have him here today. So thanks so much, Jeremy, yes, for coming over. thank you for having over. me, Kara. I'm honored to be the first photographer and excited to do this podcast. Right very, now. very excited. So today on Unstoppable, we're going to chat with Jeremy for a few minutes about just being creative and just how, you know, whenever I think about people who are creative in general, I feel like, you know, it, it's something that you know, goes against the grain for sort of traditional education and schooling and it takes a lot of bravery to just jump outside of maybe what even your friends are doing or maybe what your parents thought yeah. that you should be doing. So anyway, I really admire that entrepreneurial spirit that you. you've shown. And obviously you've got a talent for doing what you're doing. So tell me a little bit about how you got started. So speaking of that, actually, I got the creative bug from my mom. She's oh, awesome one of the most creative people I know. She started off as a professional storyteller, telling Jewish folktale to uh, synagogues and middle schools and high schools growing up. And her way of storytelling was actually interactive storytelling. So she would, she kind of created this genre of storytelling where she would bring up puppets and different costumes and have the kids like act out these stories. Just And at the time I didn't think of it, but uh, yeah, that's totally shaped a lot of my art today, just seeing how she works and how she tells stories, because a lot of my photography, it, I consider storytelling. And as for friends, so growing up, I guess you would consider my friend, We were, all my friends growing up were very much into sports, including myself, football, basketball, ping pong, loved it all. But deep down, I'm more of an artist, and my friends 
my friends were never really into art, so I never got the chance to try it out until one day I did. And like, how, how old were you at that? So the exact moment was my family went on a family vacation to Yellowstone National Park. Oh, wow. And my dad was always into gadgets. So he recently went to some convention and got this little point-and-shoot digital camera and he was really excited on and excited to bring it on this trip and take some snaps of nature with it yeah he's like really into gadgets all the way from like reading all about airplanes to japanese toilets he's obsessed with uh with the he went he went on a trip to japan one time and, and and saw these japanese toilets with heated seats and bidets installed in them and yeah yeah and he had to get one and i'm a i'm a huge advocate for bidets now that's another conversation yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that's awesome so yeah he brought this camera on this trip and my i have a younger sister just a grade below me and she borrowed it from my dad and started taking photos of just nature and flowers and just different animals we saw and being so close in age we're naturally really competitive and i saw the photos she was taking and i thought they were pretty cool so and it was her first that was the photographer. She was first. I credit her. And yes. I wanted I wanted to be better than her. So I so when she wasn't shooting, I would take the camera, take some photos, mess around with the couple of features this camera had. And that's when I had the first feeling it just like I took a photo and just had this this feeling inside of me that it just it felt it felt right to take photos. I I knew right away. I just really enjoyed it. So I think later that year, when it was my birthday, I asked my parents for a camera. It was my 16th birthday. I got my first camera then and started taking photos mostly on weekend adventures with my friends where we'd go to abandoned buildings or did some hikes. And I'd kind of document just behind the scenes and make Facebook albums with the photos. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
no English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And that's that's where it slowly got started. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, clearly, it, I, I think the first place that I saw you was just on Instagram. And obviously, your your profile just really highlights, you know, uniqueness. And I think that that really it is such an amazing place to, to sort of share just exactly what you're thinking about, too. And I feel like that that's what's so cool just about Instagram in general, that you you know, can really not just see where people are going and where they've been, but 
I think that your photos really share a lot of your thoughts. I mean, you mentioned like abandoned buildings, for example, like that, that kind of stuff. It really goes back to, you know, as you said, what your mom's taught you around storytelling and how do you engage people in a way that really allows them to let you let them know a little bit about you and sort of what you're thinking which is is super super cool so how have people found you i mean like do you think instagram has just been you know instrumental in in finding you and and your business absolutely yeah extremely grateful for instagram which has allowed me to most importantly to find a community of like-minded creatives mostly photographers but also all types of creatives uh so i joined instagram right when it started actually my i was a freshman in college when instagram came out in september 2010 i think it was and then i think a month later my roommate who was all in the know told me about this app to download and i downloaded it and then i i took i think i took one photo and posted it and then kind of forgot about it for two years. Wow. And then it was three years later, 2013, I just completely randomly saw on Instagram that this guy was having an Instagram meetup. It was for people who liked taking photos and riding bikes, and those are two of my favorite things. So it was on a 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I saw it, and I was like, eh. I don't know if I want to do this, but... I thought about it a little bit, and, you, and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I should just, I should just go. And because I went to that, it's funny th- looking back on things, like just making a tiny decision, how much that can affect your whole path. And from that day, I went just from this Instagram meetup. I met so many people that I'm still friends with today, as well as you know, creative partners. So that's awesome. So Instagram meetups, like, how do you? You know, I hear about those a lot. Like, how do do people reach out to you, or do you see like a posting if somebody is, you right. know, listening to this podcast and and they're thinking, well, how do I actually, yeah. you know, find these Instagram meetups in my city? Or- right. So, it and Instagram meetups are a little different now. They're still happening and they're still great. But this was when people were first signing up for Instagram, and it was very it was very new. So I found that Instagram meetup just by following this guy, uh, Tim Cow, who I, I loved his photos. He just, he took photos of bikes around the city uh, combined with the architecture he saw. He would just like place his bike and it would be a very simple photo of just the lines of a building lining up to meet his bike. And then he just posted about this meetup that where we would bike from, I think uh, we, we all met in Manhattan and took a train to New Jersey and like biked around New Jersey and back and uh that just sounded really interesting to me but the way you can find it is whether yeah follow people and follow photographers or people you look up to and hopefully they'll post a meet and if they do it might be might be a little nervous to go but you should totally go people are a lot friendlier than you might expect so I think what you touched on too for me is I, I always hear people no matter what industry like there's there's two types of people there's people that will actually say you know I can do better and I want to you know like whether they're calling out there's certain people that I look up to or you know I wish I had as a mentor or you know I admire something Mm. that they're doing and then there's other people who are 
you know, saying like, oh, I don't need to listen to anybody. I'm the best and I'm just going to, you know, do my thing and no one's going to be better than me. And I always think that, you know, the people that, you know, really believe that they're the type that can always learn, right? Whether it's hiring people that are, you know, smarter than you or know more than you do about something that the more time you can spend around those people, you know, I think it's really, it says something about you, not only as an artist, but as an individual that you want to, you know, go learn from people, which I'm constantly telling people like that that's an important aspect. Oh yeah. We're, we're all, I mean, I always consider myself a student. Like I'm, I feel like I'm learning more now than when I was in school, just through people and just experiences. Yeah, it's important to to just all like just by talking to people and learning their stories. I do a project called Today I Photographed, where I take a portrait of someone every day. Well, I was doing it every day for 614 days in a row, oh, that's and I recently awesome. recently stopped doing it every day. But I still I still take portraits of people, just not as common and share their story it's just a little bit more uh, high production and not as frequent now yeah and just through approaching strangers on the street and just listening to them uh i'm i'm surprised to find out how much i could learn from someone else's perspective on life that's awesome that's really really that's super cool so freelance work Mm -hmm. so that's another you know aspect i know that there's a lot of instagram uh or i should say influencers that are probably at these meetups as well that are really trying to figure out how do I actually go and and make a, a living out of this, whether they're photographers or doing you know other thing that is freelance work, writers, whatever. You know, what kind of roadblocks do you think exist for people who are really trying to go out there and and be the freelancer, but then also what challenges do you see right. that are out there? For me. Um, I think the most overlooked challenge is time management. I found over the last couple of years, it's so important. It, as a freelancer, you're your own boss, which is a blessing and a curse. Like, it's just, it's so easy, if you allow it to be, to fall behind. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very easy to also get comfortable. You never want to get comfortable. Always keep challenging yourself and setting goals and pushing forward, as well as just balancing everything in life. Uh, and yeah, so I think the, mo- the most important thing to do is for me, for me, it's like have my routine, like tr- wake up early, get my exercise in. So my, my mind is strong and I'm like that and, too. I have yeah, to get it in the morning. Yeah. I have to do it in the morning, do my morning, get my morning routine down and then I'm ready to work. So keep up with all the emails and all, all the types of communication through all the different apps, Facebook messenger, text, email, Instagram, DM. And I shoot very often, so almost every day. So I try not to, I don't like to let photo, like work fall behind. So I have to constantly just keep it grinding, keep it moving. If I, if I forget about something or don't edit some photos that I like taking one day, it's just going to keep falling back and I may not ever uh, see them. I know that you're working with some very, very large brands and print and social and billboards, websites, social media campaigns. First of all, how did that happen? I mean, how did they find you? And I mean, do you have an agent? Do you, Uh did they just find you on Instagram? And you know what? I think that when I look at your career, it's very homegrown, right? Where you've, you did it out of a passion and now you're starting to um, be hired by these large brands, you know, corporate, you know, 
stay in the lines? You know, is that challenging for you, yeah. you know, as an individual? And what advice would you give to other people who are looking at working in that way? Yeah, so it all started when, well, first of all, I the most helpful thing is being passionate about it. I, I genuinely love photography. So that alone just makes this all easier and just makes it, it, it makes it easy yeah. to do this. If you love it, you can make it happen. So I got started when I was a junior in college. I, reality started to kick in and I knew I had to start making a plan for once I got out of college. I, at that point, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to be a photographer. I just knew I wanted to work somewhere in the creative industry. And I looked up to a lot of these photographers in New York. Being in New York is was a blessing because it's. Did you go to I, school in New York? I went to school in New York at a school of visual arts. Okay. So, yeah, I had to take advantage of being in New York. It's like a lot of people consider it the photo capital of of the world, in the sense that the best photographers live here, and the, you could get the most work you could possibly get is here. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. So I looked up. I looked up to a lot of photographers and a lot of them I found were based in New York. So I sent, I mean, the equivalent of a cold call. I sent emails instead because... Smart. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's better on both ends. So I would, I would send emails just saying how much I would like these photographers' work and what I enjoyed about it and that I was a student SVA and I wanted, I wanted to learn and if they ever needed an assistant, um, I'm here. So did you send so, like five emails out or did you send like, like a... Yeah, no, it was between 50 and 75, I'd that's say. That's awesome. It's all different types of photographers. And I and a lot of people probably didn't respond. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. It was only like a few that responded. And those few, I'd say I learned more from these photographers than I did in my four years of school. Just being on set, like it, it's unteachable stuff in class, I think. It's just... I saw how everything went down with photo shoots from different photographers' perspectives. And all these photographers that I worked with worked differently. So from just seeing how they did things, I naturally found out how I like to work. Yes, yeah, some photographers did a lot crazier things than other ones. And yeah, so from that, I not only did I learn, but I built the confidence to be able to, photo, to, be able to go out in the field and photograph. And so I did that until I, gra- I graduated school a couple, year- a couple years later. And then with all the free time I had, so I was still assisting photographers. But then with the free time that I had that I wasn't going to school, I decided I was ready to make my own photo series, which I think is really important if you're a freelance photographer or artist in general. Anyone can take a good photo nowadays. If you're in the right place at the right time, you can get a really good photo. But I think not everyone can piece together a series of photos telling a, a story and yep. their perspective. So that's some advice I got at one point, and it kind of stuck with me. And so at that point, that summer, right after I graduated, I started working on some personal projects. And looking back on them, they're so silly and so much different than my work now. So the projects I worked on... At that point, my work was a lot more quirkier, more Instagrammy, mm-hmm. uh, just quirky. So my first project was called Pizza Portraits. The way my projects were viewed is I put a, I slapped a hashtag on them. So 
if someone wanted to see the whole series, they could just click on the hashtag on Instagram and they'd see the whole series until someone trolled it mm-hmm. and put their own photos in there. So my first one was Pizza Portraits, which was spelled P-I- hashtag P-I-Z-Z-A and then Portraits, except with a Z at the end. So it was a unique hashtag because Pizza Portraits, there were a couple of posts. There were like six posts of people eating pizza under that. So I wanted to make it unique. So it was only my photos. And this series was literally just uh i had this pizza costume from halloween a couple years ago and (laughs) i loved pizza it's a fun object to work with so i had people wear this pizza costume at different places and took portraits of them and it was just very very silly stuff but i got pizza costume in the pizza costume yeah and then the next project i did after that was called emoji portraits hashtag emoji portraits and this was more of an interactive project, which I didn't plan from the beginning, but where I made this hashtag and then people started creating their own work to add to this project, which I thought was pretty cool. So, and this was when I just took portraits and I used Photoshop to incorporate emojis in the portraits. And so from there is when I got the attention of this agency called 24 seven laundry service. Mm -hmm. They were looking for creators. They were doing a project with Beats by Dre. It was this video series that they were working with different creators to make video, like short 15-second videos of filming a camera going from ear to ear mm-hmm. and looping three times in three different settings. And I guess through those projects, they thought I could have an interesting idea for this video, even though I never did video at the time. And this was my first ever photo gig with Beats by Dre, which I was super nervous. That's huge. Yeah, which I was super nervous with at the time. I couldn't couldn't really believe it. And I almost said no because I had a trip planned to go snowboarding with my friends to Utah, and it was during this campaign. But then I, I, I knew I couldn't say no. This was too big of an opportunity. It was the easy thing to say no. I almost wanted to say no because I was scared to do it, even though it was an amazing opportunity. And I said yes, and I had to do it in Utah, like an unfamiliar uh, place for me at the time. And so I just did this video of, I used a GoPro, and I really liked it, they really liked it, and from there we started working together. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So did, so... Obviously, Beats by Dre, super cool. Like, like how, if you're a, you know, CMO or brand manager that is, like, thinking about how do I actually make my brand cool, I always think that, you know, having sort of a social media angle and really having, you know, kind of an influencer strategy is something that a lot of people are thinking about today. I mean, how do you think brands... Um, like what what types of brands do influencers and creators really want to work with? And I think it also speaks to what's sort of the um, at what point just is it just not making sense for for are there brands, for example, that you look at that are, you know, just too in the rails that you wouldn't really be interested in, in doing something. Obviously, I don't think Beats by Dre is one of those because yeah. I think that they've been out of the box, really, you know, grown to be a brand that takes risks, for example. But I'd love to hear sort of your perspective on it, too. Yeah, I mean, f- first of all, I'd love to work with brands that I love myself. And 
I think it, it, it's a win-win for both sides. You, I think it's always good to work with a brand that you actually uh, yeah love. So, I mean, one brand that I would love to work with that I never have would be... Besides Hint, right? Besides, besides <laughs> Hint. Also, by the way, I love, I, I do love Hint, so I'm, Yay! I mean, naturally I, I wanted That's to do awesome. this podcast. That's so, great. Yeah, don't like sugar. I mean, I mean, sorry, I, I'm addicted to sugar, like mostly chocolate, so for me it's like easy to not have sugar on the daily via beverages. It's just easier to drink then water you can have or your seltzer. Chocolate. So it's so nice to have a something with a little flavor that doesn't even have any sugar or anything. It's... That's what we do. Yeah. So, and yeah, going to the living in Brooklyn, going to the deli, it's amazing how you, I mean, I don't even know if amazing is the word. It's, it's awful how you go to the drink section and every drink in the section is packed with sugar, packed, like 40 grams of sugar. Yeah. Every drink, like even the juices that might, that are advertised as healthy have all the sugar in it. So I think it's great that we have an option now that is water but is also also has some flavor and tastes delicious and is healthy for you so and also has a good podcast now i love it um i mean right now one of my dream clients would be nike just based on knowing a brand story i think is very helpful like right now i'm reading this book called shoe dog and Mm -hmm. it's the memoir of phil knight you've read you've read it great book yeah Yeah. so just reading this book and learning this guy's story just makes me want to work with this brand or be a part of it help tell its story and yeah, I, I also learn about a lot of different brand story through this other podcast called, it's an NPR podcast called How I Built This. Mm-hmm. And just, I get emotional listening to some of these stories, uh, just listening how people get started from the ground up, creating this huge business that we're so familiar with today, and just seeing all the obstacles that they overcome. It's incredible. Like, for example, Patagonia was one of the ones, just amazing story, would love to work with as well as like Whole Foods and I don't know if I'd ever like work on a photo shoot with Whole Foods. I can't really see that, but it would be cool too. But these are all like disruptors, right? These are all, these dis- are all people that are, you know, really doing something that is purposeful, that, that, which has a backstory to your point and you can really, you know, tell that story. Right. Purposeful and also just taking a huge risk and just flipping, flipping the whole script and just making something so obvious there. Oh yeah, Airbnb is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, it's just such a he, he failed so many times and but now it's it's something that I use today and I love using. It yeah, I love it, Airbnb so much, too. Yeah, it's it makes great. it so much easier for traveling and also it connects people. I love I love when people create something that brings people closer together. Yeah. Well, um, I think photos yeah, connect so, people too. Oh right? yeah, that's why I love photography. I'm I'm mainly a people person, and I kind of just use photography as a tool just to, to to meet more people and just connect with more people. So that's awesome, very very cool. Yeah. So what? So besides like the brands that you're really hoping to work with, I mean, what what do you think the next five years are like? Obviously, you're you're taking off this afternoon to do a big photo shoot in right. Europe. You were just sharing you're gonna go explore. I think uh-huh. you should go take individual the pictures of people every single day and yep. and uh, that'd be really fun in all these different cities and I'm really excited for and that. I'm very very excited to watch that and follow what's what's going on with your travels but what else what do you think the world is like for Jeremy over the next I don't know three to five years I mean I don't think of this too much but as long as I as long as I don't get too comfortable and keep pushing myself to try new things 
whether it's not even necessarily photography. Like right now, I'm actually trying to get more into video, since my ca- the gear I have, my cameras, my camera, they already have yeah. this. Uh, they're already they're t- they're totally capable of making amazing videos, and I'm not that confident in it, but I know I want to do it. So lately, I've been going out of my comfort zone and making more work in motion. So who knows, maybe in three years I might be more of a videographer more than a photographer, or maybe I won't, I'll be doing something totally different. Like last night I was actually, I couldn't sleep that well. So I started, I started writing lyrics to a song. That's awesome. (laughs) Just, I don't know, just kept my, kept my brain a little fresh, trying something different. Maybe I'll record it. I don't know. We'll see. That's awesome. But I think that the idea of you just being open and and to what's going to come and and storytelling, I think, is really the the mm-hmm. the core aspect of that. Totally. Which is, that's one. I think that's the one factor that I don't want to change because I know storytelling is something I genuinely love to do, and I think I'm and I like to think I'm really good at. Uh, so no matter what medium I'm telling stories with, I that's what I want to be doing. That's awesome. Maybe on a bigger scale in three to five years. That's super great. Well, I'm excited to keep following you and see where Jeremy Cohen will take us. So what's the best way for people to find you and see what you're up to? So you could find me on Instagram at germcohen. That's J-E-R-M-C-O-H-E-N. And on YouTube, I think it's youtube.com slash germcohen. So I just started making videos. I have two videos so far. More are coming. They're not as good as my photography, but I just got to keep getting better. That's, That's what it's awesome. about. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Jeremy. Thank you for really appreciate me. it. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. You can learn more about Jeremy Cohen and see the incredible work he's doing at germcohen.com. That's J E R M C O H E N.com and on Instagram at the same. I love giving away things that are dear to my heart, like Hint Water. So for the next three months, I'll be choosing five lucky listeners each episode to win a year's supply. To enter, all you have to do is go to karagolden.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. That's it. And if I see you tweeting it out and tagging me at Kara Golden, you will increase your chances of being picked. And as a special thank you to all of our Unstoppable subscribers, for a limited time only, you can enjoy a special hint offer at drinkhint.com slash unstoppable. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unstoppable.